Margaret, we are glad that you're here. And I want you once again just to come and take your liberty. Preach to me tonight. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Rick, and praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. What a joy to be in the house of the Lord and in his, the presence of the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. I wasn't going to say anything about marital bliss, but now I kind of have to. Amen. Every one of those years has been wonderful. Amen. There have been, obviously, some times that weren't as wonderful as others. Amen. Can I get a witness? I mean, you know, considering what Sister Waldrop has to work with, it's been pretty good. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it is good to be here. Amen. What Forbes didn't say was in the third best city to raise your family in, there's a best church in that city. <laughs> The best church in Olathe is the Truth Church. Amen. Amen. I have a sincere desire tonight to be what God wants me to be. Amen. That's really, really what God is looking for is somebody that wants to be what Jesus wants them to be. In every way. Amen. Amen. In every way, there's nothing more important than pleasing the Lord and doing His will. Amen. Thank God for all His goodness. Thank God for all His greatness. We sang and worshiped the Lord about Him saving us and healing us, showing up right on time, making a way where there seems to be no way. That's the kind of God He is. Amen. I said that's the kind of God He is. Amen. But he's not just a God of the mountain. We all enjoy mountaintops. Amen. Spiritual and emotional highs. I'm telling you, he is a very present help in time of trouble. Amen. If you need God tonight, God is in this place. Amen. I'm reading from the 51st Psalm. Most of you will remember and know that this is the psalm of David when he was confronted by Nathan the prophet. David had made a series of poor choices. The Bible says in the actual account of the story that it came time that kings would go forth to battle. But David did not go to battle. He stayed home. And uh, one evening he looked out the window and saw a woman on the rooftop bathing herself. Her name was Bathsheba. And he was attracted to her beauty. And he's the king. And it's, it's a completely different culture and dynamic than what our minds can comprehend. But uh, he's the king. And uh, when the king... Uh, requested your presence, you went to see the king. And so he sent for Bathsheba. She came and uh, they committed a great sin. They committed adultery. 
David tried to cover it up. He had her husband killed in battle. And uh, there's just a lot of details of the story tonight that we don't have time, nor do I feel led to go into these details. But uh, God saw and knew all the details. And he sent a prophet to David. And the prophet told him a story. And David's wrath was kindled by the story that the prophet told. But the end of the story was, it's really a story about you. Thou art the man. You're the one at fault. One of the best decisions that David ever made came after a series of bad decisions. One of the best decisions David ever made was to repent. Amen. I said he had just come through a series of bad decisions. Time after time after time after time again doing things he shouldn't have done. Amen. And God called him out on it. I'm glad tonight he didn't make another bad decision. But when the word of God called him out, amen, David, in essence, began to pray. And uh, we read the words of this psalm. I will not read it in its entirety, beginning in verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, the only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth. Somebody say truth. Thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. David had a revelation about God. That God said and desires, I want truth where it counts. Truth in the inward parts. Amen. If truth is only superficial, it's not really truth. It's matter of fact, it's not truth at all. If it's superficial, it's hypocrisy. If it appears true but is not true, it's not true, is it? Amen. And so I want to preach tonight truth where it really counts. Truth where it really counts. Let's ask the Lord to talk to our hearts tonight. Would you be open and honest before the Lord? Would you be sincere? Hallelujah, Lord, we reach for your hand tonight. We certainly need your anointing. We acknowledge, Lord, our desperate need. name of the Lord. I praise the mighty name of Jesus. 
Glory to the mighty name of our God. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God tonight. We bless the mighty name of our God. The mighty name of the Lord and the mighty name of the Lord. Please be seated. Lord bless you tonight. I don't want you for one moment to think that I have somehow come to you with the personal opinion and self-estimation that I've got it all figured out. I, I stand with the Apostle Paul when he writes, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death. We all are members of the human race. And as we study our Bible and we understand that we received an inheritance that had we had a choice in the matter, had, had rather not received by the first man, Adam. Amen. I am not blaming him. It is just the facts tonight that we have an Adamic nature. We have a fallen nature. We have a sinful nature. Uh, just very simply, let me take a couple of minutes here and just uh, give you some, for instances, there are things that you do not have to teach children. You don't have to teach your son or daughter how to throw temper tantrums. It's natural. You don't have to teach your little toddler when they first start learning how to talk to grab their toy out of the little friend's hand and say, mine. Selfishness is natural. Greed uh, is natural. Amen. But I had to be taught how to say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Please. I didn't have to be taught how to be stingy or greedy. I didn't have to be taught how to do things that are in opposition to God's Word. It, it just it is part of human nature. Now, there's a lot of religious opinions floating around just about everywhere now all around the world that says, well, uh, God understands all that. And so He knows uh, how we are. Amen. And He does understand and He does know how we are. But it doesn't make it okay. The Bible says God has given us exceeding uh, great and precious promises. Amen. And He has given us all things that pertain uh, unto life and uh, godliness. The Bible says at one time God uh, winked at the ignorance of man, but now uh, commands all men everywhere to uh, repent. God does not excuse sin, but He forgives sin when it's repented of. God does not look the other way. That is not God's grace. That's not the kind of God 
that we serve. God is a God of justice. He is a God of holiness. Holiness is His nature. Purity is His nature. When Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, those angelic creatures that were uh, flying back and forth uh, in that throne room, there were many things that they could have cried in descriptive terms uh, about the Almighty God, but what uh, overrode everything was His holiness. Uh, holy, 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 they cried. Uh, the whole earth is full of His uh, glory. So I'm glad He's a holy God tonight. I'm glad tonight uh, that he knows everything. I'm glad that where sin abounded, grace uh, did much more uh, abound. Uh, that is not ex God excusing your sin. Uh, that is God making a way uh, to escape. Amen. I'm really trying to say what I feel the Holy Ghost uh, is burning my heart to say right now. Bible said that with every uh, temptation. Amen. Is this what your Bible says? It meant with every uh, temptation, uh, God uh, makes a way uh, to escape. Amen. You don't have to fall uh, for the temptation that comes your way. It meant regardless of your nature, regardless of your last name, uh, regardless of your personal history, uh, regardless of your track record, uh, it is entirely possible to say no uh, to sin. It's possible. Amen. And with God's help, with every temptation, there is a way to escape. My Bible declares God knows what he's talking about. Amen. We have not an high priest. We read in the book of Hebrews, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Amen. For he was tempted in all points, like as we are yet without sin. There is no test that you'll ever go through that Jesus was not tested in that same area. I know there's things, uh, there's tools of hell, there's technology, there's inventions. I know there's a lot of stuff uh, and things uh, that are in this present world that weren't, uh, that wasn't rather in uh, the world uh, back in uh, the life and times of Jesus Christ. Uh, but there are the same spirits, uh, the same devils, the same demons, uh, the same human nature. Amen. And the Bible says that God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. He was fully man. Amen. And he at never one time when it come time to overcome sin did he use anything that was at his disposal that he hasn't made available to us. He never used the fact that he was also fully God to overcome sin in the flesh. But he used what he gave us to use. It is written. It meant when 
Satan came and said, if you are who you claim to be, do this or do that. Or if you'll fall down and worship, I'll do this or I'll do that. Amen. Every time the devil came, Jesus said, there's scriptures. Amen. I've got a word from God. Amen. This is what truth is. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, can I preach what I feel right now? It meant your greatest tool to overcome temptation is truth. In the temptation in the wilderness, the response of the Lord Jesus every time was, it is written. Devil, I know what you've said, but this is what the truth says. I know how you feel about it, but this is what the truth is. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. It, we're, we're way past uh, making excuses and exceptions, uh, justifying ourselves. I know that's human nature. Amen. But there is a word from the Lord that says, regardless uh, of the hand I've been dealt in life, Amen. I'm going to preach this tonight uh, with God's help. I said, regardless uh, of the hand I've been dealt in life. Regardless of the pit I was brought up in, regardless of the reputation amen, I inherited. Hallelujah. Well, I feel the help of the Holy Ghost here. Amen. I've, I've, got, I've got countless uh, uh, examples, if you will, in the Bible uh, where people, uh, as far as human opinion was concerned, uh, didn't have a chance. I don't have time to go to all the places in Scripture. It meant where they had a right, as far as human perspective is concerned, to excuse themselves, just to accept their lot in life and not give God a chance. I'm telling you, those are some of the greatest stories in the Bible. It meant because they had a human right to, to not try, but they tried anyway. It didn't make sense for them to give Jesus a chance, but they gave Jesus a chance anyhow. It meant it, it didn't, didn't compute with human understanding to give it a try, but they gave it a try anyway. Hallelujah. Thank God for his grace tonight. Thank God that he has strength, amen, that I don't have when I need it. Would you lift up your hands? Would you lift up your voice? Would you open your heart to the spirit and word of God right now? Oh, in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel the spirit of truth in this place tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, I, I, I'm walking on a firm foundation tonight. I'm not preaching my opinion. Amen, I'm preaching the word of God. What I'm preaching tonight is not right because I'm preaching it, but I'm preaching it because it's right. It's not right because it sounds good, but hopefully it sounds good because it's right. Amen. I'll probably say some things tonight before I'm done that, that won't sound good to you, but it's still the truth. 
Amen. There's things that come across uh, the sacred desk. Amen. If a man of God is worth his salt, uh, that's going to rub me the wrong way. I said it's going to rub me the wrong way. My, my nature's going to disagree with that. Amen. Pre preach something else, preacher. Preach something that'll make me smile. Preach something that'll make me feel better about myself. What's wrong with preaching that'll make yourself better? Well, here we go. Amen, if all I do is feel better about myself, uh, but myself is not better, uh, it's done me no good. As a matter of fact, I'm worse off uh, than I was before the sermon ever started. If I need to change uh, and I feel better about my sin, uh, amen, it's not about me feeling better. Uh, it's about me being uh, better. Bible said he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. The word of God declares, come out from among them, saith the Lord, and be a separate and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I'll be a father unto you, and you'll be my sons and you're my daughters, says the Lord. God says, if you want to be in my family, uh, there's some family requirements. Amen, I did not have perfect parents. Uh, my wife can testify they're not perfect. Uh, amen, but they were, for the most part, uh, consistent. There were some house rules. Do uh, your best. Do your whatever your best is, do it. Well, let's just get quiet around here. If your best is a B in geometry, then don't bring home a C on your report card. Not gonna throw you on the bus because you didn't make an A, but we're gonna sit down and talk about this C because you're better than that. Amen. I came up understanding that it was mom and dad, uh, amen, that had the jobs and made the money and bought the clothes uh, and the groceries. And there's some responsibilities that goes along uh, with the privilege of wearing uh, those clothes and eating those groceries. Amen. Son, you have a curfew. Doesn't matter what... The other, all your other friends are doing. This ain't about your friends. We're not their parents, but we're, we're your parents. And you've got to be home by such and such time. And if it is an extenuating circumstance beyond your control, you know, uh, we do have a telephone. And we expect a phone call with a legitimate explanation. Son, there's some responsibility to those keys that you're jingling in your pocket. To that paint job and those chrome wheels and that dual exhaust. There's some responsibility, son. If you get a speeding ticket, amen, you lose your keys. And I knew they meant 
what not. Some would say, well, that's just too strict. My, my folks uh, and other folks uh, uh, that told them, you're, you're, you're raising him too strict. No, 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 not at all. I'm testifying tonight, uh, amen, there's many areas, at least several areas. Uh, amen, I, I wish it had been a little bit more strict. It meant, it meant uh, if you'd asked me that when I was 15, I probably would have did, differed. But, you know, a 50-year-old almost has a, a little bit different perspective than a teenager. I mean, the teenager says, why 11 o'clock, why not midnight? Why one ticket? Why not, you know, if I get three tickets? You know, that's just understand. Come on, mom and dad, you understand my nature. Yes, they do. We understand your nature very well. That's why there's consequences to disobedience. Amen. And I knew, I knew very well. Amen. No meant no. They raised me not to keep asking. Amen. This this young man learned how to count at school, not at home. Don't make me count to three. Now, I learned how to count in kindergarten. I didn't learn how to count at home. Two, two and a half. I didn't get asked, Joey, do you want me to spank you? Uh -uh. They knew that answer. That's one question they didn't have to ask. No, 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 ma'am, I don't want to spank it. Hey man, but if I got to choose, if I'm going to get one, Mama, would you go ahead and give it? And, and don't, don't wait on Daddy to get home. Let's go ahead and take care of it right now. I know we're laughing, but we're acknowledging the truth. There's consequences. There's responsibilities. There's expectations. You just don't live any way you want to live and be in this family. You don't just come and go as you please and... If you're going to be in this family, there's respect that's required and demanded. There's household rules and expectations and responsibilities. Come on, it's not too much for God to ask for you to live a separate life and to live a life of obedience and to be respectful. This is not popular preaching. Hey, man, this world that we're living in says this is hard and it's cold. But what it really is, it's just truth. Oh, let's thank God for truth right now. Hallelujah, this Bible I'm preaching out of declares you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. There's no freedom like the freedom truth brings. The freedom that permission brings is temporary. The freedom that truth brings, amen, doesn't prick your conscience and keep you up at night. Say, well, I'm a grown man. Make my own decisions. Do what I, you're right. You can. But there's consequences. I choose to be a Christian. It doesn't come natural for my human nature. You say, well, how you do it? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
Because the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. There's things that I received uh, uh, by my natural father by inheritance. Deception. Hypocrisy. Same things that you received by inheritance from your earthly father and mother. Man, family traditions, family customs and attitudes and exceptions and excuses. Come on, everybody has one of those in your family. And if you'll be honest, uh, amen, every one of us has a little bit of that in us. There's little black sheep in all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. None, amen, have lived a perfect life but Jesus Christ. Amen, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You can fool yourself. You can fool everybody else, but you can't fool God. I'm not preaching about a God up in heaven tonight that's just waiting for you to make a mistake so he can zap you. That's not the kind of God I'm preaching about tonight. But the God I'm preaching about sees everything you do. He hears every word you say. The Bible declares that the Word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. My Bible says everything is open before him in the eyes of him with whom we have to do. There's no hidden sin. There's no hidden agenda. There's no hidden deed with God. He knows it all and he hates sin. And the Bible said the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I can do something about my sin. I can repent of it. And the Bible says if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. If we confess our sin, he is Faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse. Amen. That's the kind of God I'm talking about. Amen. He's a tough love God. He loves you enough to send you a preacher. He loves you enough, amen, to call you out. He loves you enough to prick your heart. He loves you enough to help you understand there's a better way to live. Amen. And he loves you enough to show you what he's looking for and to give you a way out. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. I know this is different, but this is what the Holy Ghost, amen, is declaring to this service. Amen. No one in this room is perfect. All of us, if we're in our right mind tonight, want to do better than what we're doing. But we're not here making excuses. We're not here just shrugging it off and saying, oh, well, everybody's doing it. It doesn't matter if everybody is. If everybody's doing wrong, everybody's wrong. Ride my hobby horse while I lick my candy stick and stand on my soapbox. Let me multitask here for a little while. 
One of the most abominable grading systems that ever was ever conjured up in the minds of humanity was grading on the curve. As long as you're doing better than others, you get the top, top, top grade. If everybody else, you might have failed the quiz. I mean, when I grew up, you had to make at least, you had to get, you know, more than half of them right to pass. I mean, anything in the 50s was an F. I mean, 59.9 is an F. Is that right, Sister Ruby? Yes, those point nines mean something, don't they? 99.9 is not 100, is it? It's 99.9. It's not 100 till it's 100.0. TMI, I'm sorry. Go understand what that meaneth. I, 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 for one, was was glad that my English teacher considered an 89.5 a 90. Because that's how I got an A in junior English class. On the report card, that's a 90. And a 90's an A. Just say, Sister Riggin, I love you, but I'm glad that you weren't my, my English 3 teacher. <laughs> oh, most of the time we agree, but and I do agree with her. I'm just glad that it was different back then. Seriously, again, I'm just giving you a break here. Grading on the curve is abominable. Because according to what you know, you're a failure. But if you're not as much of a failure as your friends, congratulations, you get an A. So you're graded according to how much you know compared to everyone else in your class. My Bible says we don't compare ourselves among ourselves. Because if we compare ourselves, Paul says we're not wise. God doesn't grade on the curve, he grades on the cross. He doesn't grade you according, well, amen, everybody, you know, you know what? everybody's doing it, that's okay. You're not doing as much as they're doing it, so I'm going to give you a pass. No, 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 no. Amen, the cross says that's a sin. But the cross also says there's blood that if you'll repent, I'll forgive you of that sin. Amen, the cross says if you don't do anything about it, amen, you're going to be lost and there's eternal consequences to disobedience. The wages of sin is death. Amen, but if you do something about it, if you'll obey my word, if you'll submit to my authority, if you'll invoke my name and plead my blood, obey my word, I'll forgive you of your sin. I'll cover, I'll deliver you. 
If you'll do what you're supposed to do, then you'll release me to do what I as God can only do as God. Amen. And nobody can forgive sin but God. Nobody can deliver from sin but God. Nobody can impart a different nature than God. If any man be in Christ, not in a different family, not a different last name, not a different retirement plan, not a... But if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things. Come on, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship with your Creator. I'm not just talking about accepting Jesus as your Savior and shaking the preacher's hand and joining the church somewhere, feeling better about your sinful nature. No, I'm talking about getting a revelation of sin. Amen. Also a revelation of repentance and then a revelation of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Thank God for repentance. Amen, amen, amen. Paul writes to the church at Rome, Do you despise thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? Stop and think about that. If he's leading me to repentance, that means that my sins are being identified. Else I would not need to repent. In other words, he's saying, there's some, something wrong with your lifestyle. I'm glad that you went to church and felt my spirit and my presence, but can you do something about your lifestyle? Uh, you can quote all the scriptures and sing all the songs and clap on the right beat. What about your lifestyle? What about how you're living? I mean, the woman at the well was religious. She says, you, Jesus, you're a Jew. The Jews say you worship in this mountain. The Gentiles say we worship in this mountain. And he says, but I, I've got something that can make a difference. She says, I'd like to have that. He says, go get your husband. Now, this is extremely unpopular. It's been unpopular for a while now. It's very unpopular in 2022 because 2022 culture says lifestyle doesn't matter. It's just a choice. Unfortunately, we're seeing parents give birth to their offspring and not checking its sexuality on the birth certificate, waiting for the child to grow up and decide what it wants to be. Oh, my Lord, help me. That, that, that's not right. Doth not nature itself teach you? I'm this, but I want to identify. I don't have time to, to chase all these rabbits. Amen. I just want to know the truth tonight. And the truth is, male and female created he them. Adam and Eve were not confused. 
Amen. And when Adam and Eve disobeyed, their eyes were opened and they realized we messed up. And when the voice of God came walking in the garden, they felt conviction and they went and ran and hid themselves. Amen. Why? It was conviction. Amen. Something was wrong. We messed up. And God said, have you done this? Amen. Yes, we have. And God said, all right, now we can go forward. Now that you've identified, now that you've confessed, now that you have said, all right, I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to own up to I'm not going to blame the woman. I'm going to take ownership of it. I knew better, and I did it anyway. And God said, I can work with that. Amen. You've made fig leaves and made yourself an apron, but that doesn't cover sin. Mankind and human efforts can never do enough. Amen. To cover up sin. Amen. But I can shed some blood. Hey, there's a sacrifice, amen, that can be made. There's death that can be paid. Amen, there can be a substitutionary sacrifice. Hallelujah. That's why John the Baptist declared Jesus Christ and announced his coming thusly, behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. It's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. Conviction is God being good to you. I'm trying to hurry tonight. Please forgive my long-windedness. I really mean that tonight. Godly sorrow, the Bible says, works repentance unto salvation. The Bible said he's not slack concerning his promise. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That tells me without repentance I perish. Matter of fact, I read that in red letters in my Bible, except, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. With no repentance, there's perishing. The only way to not perish is to repent. What's repent mean? It means to stop what you're doing. Get out of the sin and business. It's literally the essence of the, uh, of the word repentance in the Bible is, is literally a spiritual 180. It's, not, it's more than feeling bad about what you're doing. There was a lot of things I did as a child I felt bad about. It meant as consequently, or uh, coincidentally, I felt bad about it after I got caught. I didn't feel bad about it as long as I was doing what everybody else was doing. Amen. It's when I got caught doing it. Then I felt that's not repentance. <laughs> that's regret. I don't really feel bad about speeding. I just I, 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 I feel bad about getting pulled over. Because I know if I get a ticket, I'm losing my keys. It's not that I, I'm sorry that I was going 65 into 55. Matter of fact, I, I, I made it. I was, I was happy to do it. Amen. It was fun. It was the pleasures of sin for a season. Amen. But, but, but those lights on top of that highway patrol car shortened that season quite a bit. Hallelujah. Hope I'm helping somebody right now. Amen. And David was the king of the most powerful nation in the world. And he thought, I'm king. I can do what I want to do. The rules are different for me. I can do what I want to do with who I want to do it with. And there's no consequences. Amen. I can cover up my sin. 
I can have uh, her husband killed and uh, amen and marry her and they'll think it's uh, amen. Amen. But uh, God put a word in the prophet's mouth uh, and he pointed a finger at David and said, son, you've messed up. And David could have snapped his fingers uh, and the man of God lost his head that day. Was the king. Amen. But David, even according to God's opinion, was a man after mine own heart. In other words, David likes what I like. David wants what I want. And David declared in a psalm of repentance, Thou desirest truth in the inward parts. What are you saying, David? I'm saying if God wants it, so do I. If God wants truth uh, where it counts, uh, I want to have truth uh, where it counts. I don't want to have just a truthful uh, presentation uh, or a truthful uh, reputation. Uh, I want truth uh, where it counts. Man looks uh, on the outward appearance uh, and God looks on the heart. Uh, that's not excuse uh, to live a sinful lifestyle. Uh, amen. That's the twisting of that scripture by human religion. Uh, God is saying you're impressed by what you're seeing. Uh, but I am looking uh, on the heart uh, and they look good outwardly. Uh, but they don't look good inwardly. There's a young man on the backside of the desert. He doesn't want to look good on the outside. He looks good inwardly because his heart is after me. A heart after God's heart. Hallelujah. The same prophet that anointed David, anointed Saul. The same anointing oil that Samuel used to anoint David, he used to anoint Saul. They, they, they were king of the same nation. But you know there's hardly two people in your Bible more different than Saul and David. I'm telling you what made the difference. And one of the primary differences between these two kings was David knew how to receive correction. David knew how to get off his throne and get on his face. When David was confronted with his sin, he received correction and repented. Saul made excuses and blamed others. David said, you're right, I shouldn't have done it. Saul said what everybody else was doing. Bible speaks of a man by the name of Nabal. That he was not a man that a man could speak to. He's not a man, they said, that a man can speak to. He won't receive correction. He doesn't know how to repent. I know it's quiet here right now. Amen. Don't tie the hands and limit the effectiveness of the pulpit by a lack of your reception of the Word of God. It's not about you approving me, but I'm preaching truth tonight. I'm preaching that your lifestyle matters and whether or not you've obeyed the gospel matters and have you repented of your sins and been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, that matters. That's how you're born into the kingdom. You're not, you don't join this family, you're born into it. 
you're adopted into it by your obedience to the word of God. Amen. And Paul told Timothy to preach the word. He said to reprove, rebuke, and exhort. Amen. Oh, we like exhortation, but not so much the rebuking or the reproving. I know it's quiet in here. Amen. But all scripture is given by inspiration. And all scripture is profitable for doctrine. Somebody say doctrine. All scripture is profitable for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I'm going to tell you something as Pentecostals, if we're not careful, we'll get addicted to what we consider high church. Amen. And fast songs and amen and peppy music. Amen, and, and, I, and I, I, I enjoy it, but I'm telling you, if there's no tears in your experience, you're out of balance. If it's got to be hype and fast, amen, if you got a, amen, it got a good clap, and a good, if, if, if that's all there is to it, I'm telling you, sometimes you don't need to sing a fast song. I said sometimes we don't need a, a fast song. It, man, sometimes uh, it's more than about miracles uh, and more than about deliverance uh, and more than about goodness uh, and more than about the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. Thank God for the blood uh, that washes me white as snow. Uh, amen. A song about the cross uh, and a song about the name uh, and a song uh, about forgiveness. Nothing wrong with hand clapping and foot stomping and aisle running. Amen. Talking in tongues, that's part of it. Amen. But brothers and sisters, that's not all there is to it. The wind blows where it listeth. Such is every man that is born of the Spirit. The prophet was up on the mountain, and he said there was a fire, but God wasn't in the fire. And there was a wind, but God wasn't in the wind. And there was an earthquake, and he wasn't in the earthquake. But there was a still, small voice. Sometimes he's in the fire and the wind and the shaking, but not every time. We'll, if we're not careful, we'll train ourselves. We'll live for Miami. Brother Jerry, come help, help this poor evangelist out. I want you to get a good, aggressive stance. I want you to get some firm footing. You ready? Are you, oh yeah. But you know what's coming. He's not, he's not enjoying this, but he's enduring it. And he's not losing ground because he's, he's got balance. He's got a good footing. But if he lifts up his right foot and his right hand and he leans to the left, yeah, well, raise your right foot. 
and lean to the left, I don't have to do much, do I? Because he's out of balance. And if all I do is talk in tongues and run the aisles and high-five and jump and jive and juke, I'm out of balance. And all the devil has to do sometimes is kind of, and it rocks my world. And I get offended at God. How could God let me do? How could God let something like that? No, God didn't let it. You allowed it. You caused it because you chose to limit. I'll receive a word of faith. I'll receive a message on harvest. I'll receive a message on shouting and worship. I'll come up around the front of the church and clap my hands and jump up and down and wave and get excited and high-five my brothers. But don't preach repentance. Don't preach about prayer. Don't preach about tears. Don't preach consecration. That's not fun. I don't enjoy that. So I'm not interested in that. Hallelujah. Amen. The word. Amen. Of old Joshua, his generation would serve the Lord in sincerity and in truth. Serve him in sincerity and in truth. Come on, you've heard the song preached. Amen. A song sung, preacher, preach to me. Make it plain. Whatever it takes, preach what God tells you to preach. Say what. It's profitable. The Word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. If I need to be corrected, please correct me. If I'm out of balance, please help me to correct my course. Help me to live in such a way that's pleasing to the Lord. Would you stand and lift up your hands? Somebody submit and surrender. I love you, Lord. I worship your mighty name. I love you, Lord. Anybody in the house tonight, uh, amen, want truth uh, where it really counts? Uh, Do you want truth uh, where it really counts? Uh, Truth on the inside. Truth in my heart, uh, truth in my motives. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I'm telling you, I feel just as much deliverance tonight uh, as I felt when I preached. Uh, amen. About deliverance. Because this is how deliverance really happens. Uh, It's the acknowledging of truth against thee, the only. Oh, God, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. I acknowledge my transgression. Against thee, the only, have I sinned. Have mercy. Have mercy, oh God. Wash me. Cleanse me. Purge me. Create in me a clean heart. I'm telling you, there's nothing more important to this preacher than pleasing God. I want to please the Lord. Does anybody feel that way tonight? 
let's, let's talk to God about what he's talking to us about tonight. I know. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 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 I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, amen. Stop, stop trying to figure out who I'm preaching to and just understand I'm preaching to me and I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to your wife, your husband, your children. I'm preaching to this, amen, this platform. I'm preaching to everybody. I'm, I'm preaching to you tonight. I'm telling I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest with you. Amen. My burden. When God opened up this to me early, or really late this morning in prayer, early this afternoon in prayer. Amen. God. Amen. Help me to understand. I want to correct. Amen. Some souls that are out of balance. I want to acknowledge. I'm not walking around in condemnation. I'm not always looking for something to be wrong. But I'm telling you when God puts his finger on something in my life that needs to change. Amen. I want to repent. doing ourselves and we're doing this wonderful city a disservice if we only live for God according to our preferences. It's not about my preference. It's about His desire. And Lord, I want to be right with you. I'm calling this church to prayer right now. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'm not going to tell you how to pray or what. I just, come on. This is a very important part of the revival that God has promised the true church. And that's an acknowledging. That's an acknowledging. That's an acknowledging. Amen. This is an area of my life that I need to improve in. This is something I need to be better at. Amen. I'm too good at making excuses. I'm too good. Amen. At justifying carnality. I'm too good. I'm too good. I've had way, way, way too much experience in this part of my life. Oh, God, come on. Let's get off our throne tonight. Amen. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Who cares how I look? Who cares what anybody thinks but God? I just want to be pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> oh, how long's it been? Come on, be honest tonight. Be honest with yourself. How long's it been? How long's it been since you really wept in repentance? Since you really spent some time in God's presence? And there was tears that went along with your prayer. Hallelujah. I'm not saying it's got to be this way every time, but I'm telling you, 
Amen. Oftentimes, amen, come on, tears and supplication and repentance, sincerity and honesty and humility. They're an integral, important, necessary, viable part of my relationship with God. Not just truth on the outside. Not just truth in my reputation. But when the chips are down, when I have been called out, I want to have truth where it really matters. Truth where it really counts. Come on, I'm asking everybody to open up your mouth and your heart. Be honest with the Lord tonight. Be honest before God. Be honest in His presence. Oh, God, there's things in my life that need to change. There's attitudes that need to change. There's perspectives and preferences that need to change. I know this is not popular. I know I'm out of character. I don't know what it will be like on Sunday. I can't, I, I'm not, I can't tell the future. I just know that this is my burden tonight. Truth, where it really counts. Truth, Lord, that's where you desire it, is in the inward parts. Truth in my heart. Truth in my attitude. Truth in my opinions. Truth in my motivation. Truth, oh God. Truth in truth, oh God. In Jesus' name. Oh God, not just doing the right thing but doing it the right way for the right reason. I love you, Jesus, with my whole heart. Oh, Lord, as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul. David wasn't perfect. David made a lot of mistakes. But thanks be unto God, David knew how to repent. David knew how to humble himself. David knew how to acknowledge his failures, David knew how to cry out to God. That's what the Holy Ghost is calling for tonight, Truth Church. Saints of God, men, ladies, come on. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, oh God. Lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Righteous paths, oh God. Righteous paths, oh God. Righteous paths, righteous paths. Oh, I want you to be pleased with me, Lord. I'm not living in fear. I'm not living in intimidation and trepidation. I'm not living in fear of failure. Oh, God, but I'm not lifted up in pride. I don't think I've got it made. I don't think I have all the answers. I acknowledge I need help. I can't do this by myself. Oh, God, accept the Lord, build the house. They labor in vain that build, except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. 
Oh, God, I've got to have help. I've got to have grace. I've got to have your hand on my life, oh, God. I can't make it without you, oh, God. Oh, come on from your heart. Talk to God. Oh, hallelujah. Let's get in balance. Let's get back in balance, truth, church. Come on, let's get back in balance. Let's get back in balance. Hallelujah. Come on, don't be a pushover. I said don't be a pushover. Don't be a pushover spiritually. Hallelujah. It it takes way too little to get some of us off track because we're way too out of balance. 